Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Chris O'Connor. You can find me on the Instagram at, uh, I think it's Stick Can't See, and that C is a, the letter C. A very creative name. Get the reference? You do go, you do go by Stick sometimes. Is it, what I, do, is it? I do go by Stick. Do you know the reference? Is it a Daredevil reference? It is a Daredevil reference. Too easy. Well spotted. Um, oh, yeah. Well, well spotted. Well, From a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, today, we could keep on going back and forth with Daredevil jokes and vision impairment. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking about minute number 152 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, and this minute is going um, to start out with... Um, give me one second here. This minute is going to start out with the Justice League the, reaching the Genesis Chamber um, for yeah. a second. It's the very end frame yeah. of yesterday's minute. Not quite a perfect cutaway from the last minute. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And you know what? Those will happen throughout a 240-something minute movie. So, <laughs> yeah, This yeah. is one of them. Make sure you write it down, everybody, listeners. Yeah. Um, this minute is going to going to end... With a uh, Lois Lane just looking real sad, just yes. sad this and, entire and part. <laughs> I wrote the start for that because yes, the frame is just the Justice League for for just a split frame. Um, but then otherwise, the the starts and ends would have been the same notes. Lois Lane looking sad, and it ends with Lois Lane looking sad because that's what this minute is. <sighs> it's a it's a very uh energetic minute isn't it chris um, yeah there's a you know i mean this is a part of the reason that the week that i'm here not much happens because you know uh uh it um well you know there is value in sort of lingering in emotion and there spending is. some time with uh your characters and and how they feel but but well if you spend too much time lingering mm-hmm. and you you do too much in slow motion and you spend too much time on macro shots of watches and passports and and photographs and hot dogs. well you end up with a 4 hour movie yeah that's 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 just what you get <laughs> yeah, um exactly uh, and the fact of the matter is that um most movies uh most movies manage to compress this emotion um and 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 convey the feeling in half the time, right? Literally, literally half the time. And whole teams of people are like baked into that budget already in the production. So, like after the fact, you wouldn't even have to worry about it. <sighs> Unlike this. <laughs> so this this scene, and, and we talked about this. You know, how do we cut this movie down mm-hmm. oh into a more manageable film? Because we talked it is, about it like a hundred episodes ago. Yeah, it's a, it's a director's <laughs> cut of a director's cut. Movie. Yeah. So it's 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 about thirty minutes short of of the assembly cut because the assembly cut is five hours. This is four and a half. Oh hour. God. Wait, right? No, no, no. This is a four hour movie. This is like four flat hours. Four hours. It's fifty it's like minutes from the assembly cut. It's like two hundred and forty um, something minutes. Yeah, because it the original runtime for this movie was two fourteen, which would have been three and a half hours, which is like Return of the King, which is like okay, that's fine. That's not bad. 
Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I can do that. But then because it's like, oh, it's a Snyder cut. So then he was like, oh, I want to add more of what I was going to put in anyway. So now it's yeah. a director's cut of the Snyder cut. Except, so. I mean, like now, like I, you know, I, like I, I said to you the other day, you know, I watched the full four hours with my kids and we're in the epilogue and it's like 15 minutes of stuff where my kids are like, what's going on? Why, you know, why is the Joker there? What's the dream? And I'm like, none of this matters because none of these <laughs> movies are going to happen. So I should have just turned it off 10 minutes ago. Yes. Um, yeah. The there there is a lot of things in this movie that I think should be cut. I think this scene is not one of those. I think um, this is a, a scene that, like you said, Chris, it could be shorter. Um, we could cut it probably. But there, this being the death of the death and return of Superman within a Justice League movie as well. Yeah. Kind of merits like okay, we need Lois yeah. Lane to. And you know. Amy Adams is good at this stuff. Like I oh, like yeah. her. Like as much as as much as um you know I, I I lament the fact that the minutes that I'm watching you know not much frankly happens. Like she's good at this. She she's a she, I I you know when Amy Adams is sad on screen it makes me sad. I I you know I sit there and I'm like. Yeah, it would suck to lose the love of your life. And like, you know, he was this hero and you can't like talk to anybody about it. And it's, you know, that that hurts. And she yeah. she makes me hurt with her sad face. <laughs> Ow! She does it so Amy well. Amy Adams. Yeah. What she does great in this movie, she represents um, the the kind of like the entire human race because a lot the the whole world is in mourning of the death of Superman and like well how do we show that and we're like well we have Lois Lane that and she then represents what everyone is going through so when she goes to Heroes Park and when she's like um talking to um Martha Kent but it's really Martian Manhunter that I hated that part <laughs> I, we talked I, about that too <laughs> uh, I I appreciate it like when Martha Kent like did the little bit and like you know was like oh you need to move like I like Martha Kent talking to uh, to Lois Lane and trying to help her get out of it, but as soon as it was Martian Manhunter, it was like, ugh, ugh, <laughs> that, ugh. Yeah. Why did you do that? So, and it worked out great for us because when we talked about those minutes in particular, we had the whole week where it was Martha and Lois, and then mm. sure enough, when Nick Jimenez did, did his first Monday episode, it was like then Martian Manhunter took over, and it was like, oh. That ruins it. Let's just, <laughs> but you know, uh, some people like it. So yeah, I'm sure. Does. I'm sure some people like it. Yeah, uh, I honestly, know. I remember Mark and I talking about it, and uh, like uh, I feel like me halfway through, maybe even halfway through the week or something. I was uh, like had a snap. I was like, wait a second, this isn't this isn't Martha Kent. Why am I talking from a Martha Kent perspective? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. I think we're. Not- we're- it's like take- weird and not good, and it's like, why did Martian? Why did Martian Manhunter decide to do this and not help in the fight? I that was I, that I, was I, another thing we talked about. Uh, like, shouldn't you just just jump in there? Just go punch something real quick. <laughs> I mean, my God. Yeah. Whatever. There's some there's some decisions that were like maybe you should cut that. See, that would be something I would cut out, and right? that would have saved them several million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> just cut. Martian Manhunter out. Those are just some of the nitpicky would, things. Yeah. yeah, it'd be more meaning. And I'm trying. I'm struggling to remember. Um, you know, since the the Whedon cut is only like two hours, I imagine most of Amy Adams being sad really isn't there. Like it. it um, it's not. You in guys, there. it's not in there. Like no, it's not in there. Uh, no, no. There's, 
they try to like make her be all happy and peppy and i guess put on a brave face for they, I don't know, a handful they of minutes say, in that movie hmm. i wonder i wonder how much of amy adams being sad you know lois lane being sad and looking at these mementos of the person she loved and has lost how much of that is directly zack snyder you know thinking about the loss that you know, led through this entire situation where he had to leave the movie and uh, have somebody else take over. And then he comes back to sort of finish this off. Like how much of these shots of like a little, po- you know, a little picture on the frame, on the bedstand and these little mementos are not Lois Lane looking at her mementos of Clark Kent and Superman, but Zack Snyder looking at, you know, mementos of uh, the loss of his life. Yeah, it, it could very well be reason why some of these shots are kept in like, like, completely because like i said there's there's scenes with amy adams going to heroes park and then she goes to say goodbye that she's moving on and then you have this scene here and then obviously the scene with martha um martha kent at, at her apartment so when we talk about this four hours and 10 minute movie it's like oh maybe zach snyder's like no i want to keep this in because this is this is my therapy. Could be a part I, of, yeah. I was gonna say it could be therapeutic in like a way of you know going through some sort of healing process, possibly um, mm-hmm. even having reminders. Um, I mean, you know, throwing yourself yeah. into your work as well could even be helpful on many levels, and mm-hmm. you to know, deal if, with it or to yeah. not deal with it. To and if you have something, something like that close, than, yeah, um, I feel like you would be able to come to these types of scenes that are supposed to invoke a particular feeling. I feel like you'd be able to see them a completely different way and as an artist, be able to pour that into your work. Um, so yeah, extremely valid, honestly. I mean, I, I <laughs> it's a, at his home, really. It was another thing for Cyborg's character, you know, the arc that he has in this film, um, dealing with the loss of his mother and then feeling broken and then you get to the end of the movie and it's like i'm not broken and i'm not alone which was another big thing about the justice league being a league that unites people and you know we talk about the age of heroes and how they banded together and so that unitedness i don't think that's not unison (laughs) Um, unity yeah (laughs) the unity right oh god the unity together or or the union yeah yeah no, you can't talk about unionizing. That's different. <laughs> but yeah. Hey man, hey, uh, the, there's a directors guild, there's a writers guild, <laughs> and there's an actors guild. They're all unionized. Like Zack Snyder is himself in a union. Yes. Um, so uh, another thing I wanted to talk about in this minute, um, it, it just wanted to bring up once more how comically large this apartment is. This bedroom that we're in. This is this is a. Uh, a metropolis apartment, which I would assume is like a New York apartment. And this master bedroom is probably bigger than my last it's apartment. A, is 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 it a separate bedroom? Let me see here. We're, <laughs> a bar- as as we talk, just so you, you listeners at home know, uh, as we talk, we have the minute just constantly running uh, for us. And I think, is this a separate bedroom or is it a studio? It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a separate, a separate bedroom, bedroom cuz there's a hallway so here. So it is it is a it is a nice big apartment. Um so there's yeah. some Yeah, I mean, you know, we're supposed to understand that in in this universe like Lois Lane Intrepid Reporter like she's a you know, the Daily Planet as much as it is a a traditional print media, she's considered to be like their best reporter, right? Yeah, yeah. Pulitzer she's, Prize she's, winning. She's well compensated. She probably yeah. shows up on the Talking Head shows to give her opinion on things. Like she's 
she 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 can have a nice apartment. I I don't I don't have a problem with the size of this apartment. It's not it's not like a palatial estate. She doesn't have a gold toilet. <laughs> uh, but has a really nice bathtub as we've seen. So she does have the nice bathtub. That's true. Yeah, claw That's foot like a bathtub. They don't claw make foot does, anymore. Does have an absurd bathtub. Yeah. Nice brick wall. We talked about the glass mm-hmm. door. Not a fan of that, but the kitchen was nice. <laughs> no, but the bedroom, like the bay doors that are, they're the French doors that open up to the mm-hmm. bedroom. Excellent. Yeah. That's, Excellent that's choice. Cool. That's cool. French doors. Can I get one of those? Ah, those are nice. Let me see. What, I, we'll have to do something later on is where we Google like apartments that look just like this. Do some Zillow. Just, <laughs> yeah. just Zillow and be like, what's my stand in for Gotham, or, you know, for Metropolis? And yeah, New York is probably the, the best, the best stand in, mm-hmm. which is going to suck because everything, you know, it'll be like one million dollars for a closet. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But this is like 10 years ago. So, you know, $750,000 for a closet. Yeah, you're right. This It's going on 10 years old that they yeah they shot this movie. So uh, isn't that crazy? It just came out in 2021. But it is sh- crazy, especially like the older we get. I don't know how old you guys are, and I can't speak for you, but the older I get, at least, the more time seems to kind of flatten out. And, and it, it is like this interesting element of like, the way media is now and the way this, you know, the internet is now, like I go on Instagram and go through Instagram reels or I go on TikTok and I go through those videos and, you know, people will be like rediscovering stuff from when I was a kid in the nineties and they'll just sort of be posting it new and media has kind of this weirdly flattened out since we're not watching things on the old sort of broadcast television schedule. There's this sort of element of the internet where everything can be new at once and like, you know, uh, what was that show? Suits. It's like a 10-year-old show, but and suddenly it was on Netflix and everybody's like, wow, Suits is amazing. Yeah. And it had been dead for a decade. That was like <laughs> but people recently, were like, right? I, like, I, yeah. I heard the theme song playing at one point in my apartment. And I was like, there's no way someone's watching Suits yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Why? A 10-year-old <laughs> show that didn't have that big a following when it was on. Right. Mm-mm. But then it hits no. Netflix and it's just new for everyone. And I... it, you know, like I can imagine a scenario where like flipping Chicago Hope like <laughs> gets on 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 ER. I mean I mean on Netflix and suddenly Gen Z is like, "Wow, Chicago Hope is the greatest show ever." And we end up with a legacy sequel to Chicago Hope. And like, <laughs> and, and it'll be like, "Wow, this is from when I was 8." Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway. Probably, I mean, where I, was I? It missed Night Court by like a mile because that came back and flopped, didn't it? Because it did. Know. It did. And Full House came back and came back, came and went. Uh, I think Frasier is on right now. Oh. The Frasier, like, sort of coming back. Yeah. And yeah. Being its good own luck. Uh, legacy sequel. Yeah. Good Good luck, Frasier. <laughs> um, apparently, yeah. There. Apparently, the the original plan for the reboot on that would have been Niles, which would have been really cool. Like Niles, like running a thing, and Frasier being his sort of like you know his brother, who's like there as a supporting character. But you know, Kelsey Grammer would never stand for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, where was I? Oh yeah, like time is this weird sort of flattened out thing where stuff from a decade ago. It's, can still be new. Stuff from 30 years ago can still be new to people. And it's still so accessible in such a way that it didn't used to be where I, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure, entirely sure where I'm going with this, but, but I, it, time it, doesn't feel the same way that it used to. Like, I think, yeah, 10 it years, definitely correlates. 10 you years don't... felt longer in the past, I think, than it does now. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Hundred uh, percent. One one of the biggest things is um, we can relate it. Uh, I guess we were talking earlier with Star Trek. There was a reference, but Deep Space Nine, right, is now more accepted because it is on Netflix and stuff. You can watch it now and and catch That's up with so it. So good. Best Star Trek. Best yeah. series. Period. Best really. One. But yeah, yeah. Ten years ago, it would there would have only been the next generation. No one talks about Deep Space Nine or Voyager no, because nobody does. back then it was all about TNG. Like that was that was the other Star Trek besides TOS. But now, because like you say, time has gotten more flattened. It, you know, Deep Space Nine being on streaming services is now more in in, in the zeitgeist. But um, if we also look at DC films, and kind of the question here is is Will this ever fall out of kind of like the wheelhouse and then later on be rediscovered? But almost um, certainly, Batman films, both Schumacher and Burton, you know, back ten, not ten years, but let's go like, wow, we really the, Schumer, the Schumacher films, the Schumacher films are due for at some point. Like the younger millennials, older Gen Z are going to be like, I remember these kid, these movies. They were like, I imagine in about five years, suddenly we're going to be like, George Clooney was a great Batman. I I won't say. I that. think we're in it. But I, <laughs> I, I can imagine you won't Clooney catch me saying that. <laughs> you're you're not going to catch me saying it. But I imagine some younger person is going to be like, George Clooney was my Batman. Oh man, yeah, dude, well, they're going to like have like reprints of like Chris O'Donnell Robin posters, and he's going to be. Oh man, I think we're already there. It. I really. Think I think where we are now, and and you know what it's gonna be? It's like the practicality of it. They're gonna be like, I'm tired of this CGI stuff like that. You remember when Batman was still like full rubber and Chris O'Donnell had like great nips and be like, Yeah, I didn't forget. (laughs) I didn't forget. And young people, and and Arnold Schwarzenegger like gave his all. Yeah, (laughs) he's got some killer linemates in that. Honestly, (laughs) he he nails it. It really does. I I still I still like the uh, you know sort of like the uh, the idea when like apparently like one of the earlier writings for that script was they wanted it to be more like the animated series and there there was like talk of like oh Patrick Stewart should do it and it should be more serious. I'd love to see that. I'd love to have seen that. But but Schwarzenegger, it did some it did some fun stuff. I think what it did is like you'll see Matt Reeves do his version of the Riddler, which is like this whole Zodiac killer thing. And then you'll see people who go back and point at Jim Carrey's Riddler and it's like, when do we get this again? Like, look, <laughs> you know, look at Jim Carrey doing do, doing all this shenanigans on film. Edward Nigma. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I think we are there already, especially the Greco-Roman suits. We talked about that, too, at one point as well. It's just Schumacher was just doing his own thing. And, and eventually people will come around somehow respected and. Uh, and then now there's a Schumacher cut thing as well. You know, we talked oh, about you know, release a Snyder cut. There's a there's a what is it? The Red Book that is deleted scenes that yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of deleted Schumacher stuff that it, the is bat, like completed, Batman yeah, with like, John and Al they talked plenty about it because when they covered those movies on their podcast they talked about the Schumacher cut and now it's like a thing and now there's a Twitter of Schumacher cut and trying to get it released and good luck with that guys. Good luck. <sighs> yeah. Be cool. Be cool about it. (laughs) (laughs) Completely agree. Well, um, I think we've overstayed our welcome at Lois Lane's apartment, so we'll say thank you. We'll We'll leave her to her sadness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover the show as well. 
If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like bonus content, we have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you here next time on DC Cinematic Minute.